Joe, when last we met, I was but a learner. Now I am the master. Only a master of evil, Torn. Let's settle this online. At ToyHut.com? I like that idea. We have a new sponsor. Hooray, the ultimate Star Wars fan store. ToyHut.com. No fooling. That's two Ts. That's like Jabba the. So when you're typing in ToyHut.com, it's T-O-Y-H-U-T-T. And we are pleased as punch to have them as our sponsors. Because they're created by collectors for collectors. The ultimate Star Wars fan store. They ship worldwide daily. And they have custom shipping boxes made just for action figures. That's awesome. So if you appreciate the uh, podcast, it would be really great if you could go check out our sponsor. They're our very first one. Uh, we're pretty excited. And, and that makes uh, them the best. That makes them the best because they're the first. They approached us. We didn't even think it was time for us to do this yet. But It's like losing so cool. your virginity, only less awkward. When there's Star Wars action figures involved. <laughs> And uh, for all you Caustic Soda listeners, 10% off. With the promo code Caustic. When you go to check out, put in Caustic, and you'll get 10% off. Oh, type IG-88 into the search function, because that's my favorite Star Wars character. Oh, IG-88. There it is. Only 10.55 for IG-88. Sold. A deal I would like at (laughs) ToyHut.com. How do you turn your headless chicken into a golden goose? I'm Kevin Leeson. Do you believe in life after decapitation? I'm Joe Fulgham. Mr. Owl, how many strokes of the headsman's axe to get to the Chewy Center? Let's find out. One, two, three, three. I'm Torin Atkinson. This time on Caustic Soda. <laughs> Today on Caustic Soda, we're talking about decapitation, beheading, orf with his head. I like how you kind of, that was a pseudo accent. The orf was kind of an accent, but then it was with his head. Yeah. It was kind of a Dick Van Dyke, uh, Mary Poppins. Ah, uh, yeah, bad. <laughs> English accent. It's a lovely old oldy day. <laughs> uh, <laughs> D... D-E, of course, means off from Latin, and caput means head. Decaput, eight. Did you know what caput means? No. Caput. Caput. I thought it was German for it doesn't work no more. Well, maybe they're similar. I'm not sure. Fortunately, there's no way we can find that out, so we'll have to move on. Uh, caput, Finnish worn out dead from German caput, possibly a misunderstanding of the phrase, phrase caput machen, a partial translation of French faire capote, me, a phrase meaning lose all the tricks in piquet, an obsolete card game, <laughs> from capot lit cover bonnet. Wow, that took so a there we long go. time to Cover get. or bonnet, capot, which is then from head. Well, shit. So it's, there's a long way from one to the other, but it's there. Yeah. Wow, that is like 17 degrees of separation right We're there. learning things here. We're learning. And today we're going to learn about losing your head. Don't lose your head. <laughs> oh, queen. Don't lose your head. Don't lose your head. I know his name. <laughs> uh, That's going to have to be the song today. Does the head remain briefly conscious after decapitation? Well, you know, I mean, uh, I did a lot of reading about this particular topic because it was my idea. And there, obviously, it's almost impossible to quantify, right? 
because you don't get any spoken uh, yeah, because testimonies you, if you, from if you beheaded cut, people. Yeah, if you cut somebody's head off, they don't have access to their vocal cords anymore, so they can't say, "Hey, I'm still alive and aware," and or any air to push through the vocal cords, and no lungs to uh, bellows those vocal cords, yeah. or you know, so you just get this kind of like eyes rolling and mouth flapping kind of thing, which seems actually relatively common, uh, certainly from a lot of anecdotal stories. Um, in first-hand accounts of it, talking about how they looked at me with a look of awareness, or right. they they uh, they looked around with shock and surprise, or in the case of, um, I think it was during the the reign of terror, they uh, decapitated Charlotte Corday, and she had a look of unequivocal indignation when her cheek was slapped immediately afterwards. Now, there's two things about that. Why are you slapping the beheaded cheek? To add insult to injury. (laughs) One of my favorite pastimes. Hey, wake up. Wake up. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, I mean. That's for my old man. But it's kind of like that thing, like where people talk about, oh, that baby's smiling, when in fact they're just reacting to gas, right? They're just, oh, they got a gas pain, Mm. and so they grimace, and they're like, they they read into it, right? People are going to twitch after they're dead. Yeah. Evil grimace? Like, you know, one account that I read, what appears to be a head responding to the sound of its name or to the pain of a pinprick may be only random muscle twitching or automatic reflex action with no awareness involved, right? I mean, I think it's one of those questions that will probably inevitably stand the test of time as far as being unanswered is concerned. Until we can read each other's minds, until, you know... Uh, Dead tel- minds. Yeah, until telepathy, and then you can, like, beam into that guy's head and he's still aware for, like, 15 seconds afterwards. I mean, there was one story that uh, Mike emailed around to all of us. Uh, about Mike, our sound engineer. Mike Leeson, my brother and uh, podcast sound engineer. Bless his ten toes. <laughs> Bless his black soul. He emailed around this story. In, in 1989, a couple of soldiers that were stationed in Korea, American soldiers, got into an auto accident, and one of the passengers, his buddy, was beheaded, and the head landed in his lap. Was, that wasn't his lap. Uh, I'll read it directly. Okay. My friend's head came to rest face up and from my angle upside down. As I watched his mouth open and close no less than two times, the facial expressions he displayed were first of shock or confusion, followed by terror or grief. I cannot exaggerate and say that he was looking all around, but he did display ocular movement in that his eyes moved from me to his body and then back to me. He had direct eye contact with me when his eyes took on a hazy, absent expression, and he was dead. But still, it's the same problem. I mean, he's looking at his, you know, he is in a state of shock himself, looking at his friend's severed head. Uh, All of a sudden, oh, my friend is looking around with terror and shock and all this Mm -hmm. stuff. Maybe not so much. Maybe the like facial muscles are just constricting after this horrible trauma has been inflicted upon them, and it gets a, a quality that we we wish was there, but it's just wish fulfillment as opposed to in reality, right? Well, if you look at you know how the brain works and how our body works, uh, I think it, it I think it's possible that this is what's actually going on. Right. Although everybody's in shock. I mean, their head's been severed from their body. We're going to have to have more clinical studies. More That's beheadings. right. Let's, uh, let's start lining up some criminals. Yeah. yeah. The only way to like put this question in bed is to actually, you know, hook a head up to some sort of apparatus, sever their body from it. But the apparatus has the ability to communicate with us and it can tell us whether or not it's still alive. So after we cut off your head, 
If you're still conscious, look at the blue square. <laughs> if you're not conscious, don't look at the blue square. No, no, I'm thinking like go Stephen Hawking on it. Just have it. Oh, my God. I am alive. <laughs> I am. Little uh, chip in the brain. Uh, 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 oh. oh, there's my body. That's. Uh, yes. Yeah. That's yeah. what I'm thinking. Okay. That is a gruesome story, though. If you say you were in a car accident and your head got lopped right off and you landed, say, in your buddy's lap, like that's. You'd, you'd be like, what? Is At first, you'd be like, what? Huh? You're looking around, then you'd see your body, and then you would get the look of terror on your. You'd be yeah. like, Oh, oh my, God, my God! Am I that fat? I am gonna <laughs> die. Oh, I know how fat I am. <laughs> I get a, uh, I get a story. Here's another personal anecdote. Guy that I hung out with in university. His... Pulled some heads off flies. No, no, nothing like that. He, uh, his dad was a doctor, and back in the '60s, when his dad was in medical school, you could earn a summer wage as a paramedic. You could be a part-time, par- a summer paramedic. Oh. As medical students because they had medical training and whatnot, and sure. so they'd send them out in these emergency response ambulances. And he showed up at a one a single car accident where a jeep had like gone too fast, driving too fast or whatever, gone off the road and hit a telephone pole. Mm-hmm. And he sees the the victim like slumped over the steering wheel, and so opens the door of the vehicle to, you know, get a look at him and get his vitals and whatnot. What yeah. he didn't realize it happened that in the impact, the steering column. He had like the body had been flung forward and the steering column had been forced up through the the steering wheel. Okay. And it hit him in the neck and severed his head. Gross. And so Ooh. it was he was just sitting there lying slumped over the steering wheel, but as it was just kinda like leaning up against the door. So as soon as he opened the door, the head popped off and it was on a hill and started rolling down the hill. So he had to <laughs> Ow, ow. Ow, yeah, ow, for 15 ow, seconds. Ow. Yeah, it. Uh, so he had to chase this disembodied head for like two blocks before he finally caught up with it, and then uh, brought it Wait, back. Wait, those up are my to, earrings. Got it back up to the <laughs> the scene of the accident and uh, tried to stick it back on. Say, You're gonna be okay. <laughs> <laughs> just uh, freeze little, it. We just gotta freeze your head. We'll little, reattach little, it. Little dirt here. And yeah, then... still good. It's still good. Yeah, in Futurama <laughs> sense, put it in a jar, turn yeah. some formaldehyde, whatever, froze it. Oh uh, yeah, so uh, suffice to say, he w- went on to no longer be a paramedic. One time, I went to ogrish dot com. This is before YouTube. Uh, you guys familiar with that website? Have I talked about no, it before? I am not familiar. You with might Ogrish. have talked about it before, com. but yeah. well, tell us about it again. The motto of the website is <clears throat> "Can you handle life?" I think it was some Chechen rebels who had captured um, a Russian soldier or something like that, and uh, yeah, I watched them behead. Not only was it gruesome, but my video card wasn't working properly, so everything was happening in slow motion. So the gurgling of his head being cut off was like... (laughs) I didn't want to... I regretted watching it. Yeah, no kidding. It's one of those things you can't unwatch, (laughs) right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just like I, felt, you, I felt nauseous. If you stumble on your grandmother naked. So I recommend everyone not go to ogrish.com, if it even still exists as a website. Who knows? I, I think this... Well, they've got a whole bunch of videos um, from conflicts in the Middle East about all these captured soldiers being beheaded scimitar style. So they didn't just shoot him in the head. They actually beheaded him. What kind of implement did they use? Do you they remember? used a big old knife, like a, like a... Like a bayonet? No, like a hunting knife kind of a deal. Oh, it's so like a Bowie knife, like a Rambo yeah, knife. Yeah, so they had to saw through his head. Oh, so it was. It. It, this wasn't a like a, take a big, hardcore swing and take no, no. It was a, it was a slow, gruesome sawing action. Oh, yeah, yeah. it was really awful. No, I yeah, I can imagine not wanting to replay that in my mind. I got a I got a vivid enough picture as it is, and I haven't even seen it. 
But you know what is hilarious is uh, Miracle Mike, <laughs> the chicken. Oh, this is awesome. I learned about him in my book, The World's Worst, which I've mentioned before. Great book. Uh, this was in Fruta, Colorado. 1945. I wonder where they grow there. Chickens. Uh, Lloyd and Clara Olson's farm. As you do, you chop could, off a chicken's head if you want to eat it. Could you get more farmer-like names than Lloyd and Clara? Lloyd and Clara Olson. I mean, that's awesome. That's that's good, hearty Midwest <laughs> folk right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is right after they found Superman in the, <laughs> the backyard. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So they had a rooster, uh, they chopped off his head, but it kept running around the yard for longer than chickens normally do with their, when they get their head cut off. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, the next morning, the headless chicken was still proudly strutting about as if nothing had happened. So the Olsons began to feed it, dripping a gruel of crushed grain and water down its throat to see how long it could survive. And it did survive for some time. Climbing onto perches, making gurgling noises in an attempt to crow, uh, futilely what? attempting to preen its feathers with its phantom head. This is this isn't made up. This is all true. This is real. This is documented. Yeah, there's his picture. So word about the headless rooster spread quickly through town and caught the attention of a local promoter, Hope Wade, who dubbed him Miracle Mike and sent him and the Olsons on the road. For twenty five cents, people could enter a tent to see Miracle Mike peer into a liquid filled jar containing the preserved remains of Mike's head. But actually, it was not his. It was another chicken's head yeah. because the family cat had eaten Mike's head. <laughs> And Mike uh, made forty five hundred dollars a month, uh, which in you know in the forties is a big deal. Yeah, so like it's fifty thousand dollars. Well, it's a big uh, deal now for me. Yeah, <laughs> no, I it, in the in the sixties, my dad was making like three thousand dollars a year. Think about job. it though, like twenty five cents to get in, and he made forty five hundred. So that's uh, eighteen thousand people <laughs> a, month. a month. Well, you know, I mean, uh, headless rooster walking around preening himself or trying to with his. It's a good show. That's well, worth 25 cents. Do, do they have an explanation as to what the hell occurred? Like, yeah, the axe this... had missed the carotid artery and a clot had prevented Mike from bleeding to death. Um, so even though most of his head was severed, the brainstem and, and there was an ear left on the body. So it was not a proper cut, suffice to say. <laughs> right, but it it wasn't like a magic chicken or anything. But he doesn't have a brain anymore. Uh, well, he has a brainstem, so you know you gotta, you could probably do this at dinosaurs, same sort of thing. All right. <laughs> Yeah, they, don't, they don't use a lot of their brains the for pea-sized brain, yeah. right? So, because of his condition, Mike needed to have his throat cleared regularly with a syringe to prevent him from choking on his own mucus. But one fateful night in Phoenix, Arizona, hotel room, let me guess, a fox got in the henhouse. <laughs> the sound of Miracle Mike's frantic rasping awakened the Olsons. The couple realized they had left Mike's syringe back at the carnival, and they watched helplessly, oh, so sadly, as the poor animal breathed. His last breath, eighteen months after having his head chopped off. Okay, here's here's my question. Like this is this is literally the golden goose, right? <laughs> How do you forget yeah. your your the syringe for the bird that is bringing you in forty five hundred dollars a month? Do you think it was conspiracy? I think there's something going on, right? Like I don't know what it is. There's maybe there's. I a, can't live this life anymore, Clara. Or there's or there's a freak show down the road, and the bearded lady snuck in and absconded with all the syringes. Oh, the, yeah. The the headless chicken was stealing all her thunder or something, you know? Like I don't know what this is going on, but if I had something that was bringing me in the equivalent of fifty thousand dollars a month in revenue, I mean, I'd have like a I'd have a a pocket. Full of syringes. <laughs> <laughs> There'd be no risk. I have a syringe in in every in every corner. I'd have 
hey, Miracle Mike's coming in. I want a syringes waiting in the bathroom when I get there, right? right? Like, I don't know. Am I the only one who thinks this is kind of kooky? No, I agree with you. Absolutely. <laughs> like, These are plain simple folks. I would have like a gold-plated syringe that I like kept in my breast pocket all the time. <laughs> On a keychain? Yeah, ex- yeah. yeah, exactly. Like necklace. Flav of Flav. I'd, I'd have a necklace full of syringes around my neck. Mmm, <laughs> mucusy. <laughs> yeah, mucus clearing goodness. I mean, $5,000 a month. Ridiculous. Uh, the Olsen success resulted in a wave of copycat chicken beheadings, but no other chicken lived for more than a day or two. Damn it. Copycat chicken beheadings? So just people started, like, chopping off the heads of chickens that they wouldn't normally have chopped off? Yeah, or? maybe. 4500 a month. It I got a, a chicken at home. It was a, it was a spree. <laughs> it was a spree. Chicken chopping spree. I wonder if that could, could that happen to a human? Could there be, like, a... You know, could a human go around without a head? It's the only one way to find out. That's right. <laughs> it's never happened. That's all we can say. Practice makes perfect. Well, we've had people lose a lot of their face. I think if it was possible to happen with the number of beheadings that have happened in the course of human history. Oh, for sure. I mean, I'm sure it would have reared its ugly head. Oh, got it. I got it. Or her lack thereof. Yeah. Like, talking about... The guillotine. I mean, how can you have a decapitation episode and not bring up the guillotine? We can't. Is now the time? Not possible. Go. Louis the Sixteenth banned the use of the former leading method of execution, the breaking wheel, in 1791, uh, because he sensed a growing discontent amongst the French people. Oh, what? And the breaking wheel was a particularly brutal method of execution, so they wanted to find the something that was wheel. more humane. I was, you know, they were, must have been so glad when they invented the breaking wheel because that breaking square was not rolling around properly. <laughs> Carry on. And uh, so they uh, they formed a a uh, a committee, uh, <laughs> one of whom was a professor of anatomy at the Faculty of Medicine in Paris, Joseph Ignace Guillotin. Uh, and yeah, I and, see where this uh, is going. He was heavily influenced with uh, other objects that had precursored this: the Scottish maiden in the Halifax gibbet. And uh, But the problem with these instruments is that they typically used blunt force. Even though they had blades, they usually crushed the neck or blunt force tore the head off. And so it was not a particularly clean method of execution. Gruesome. So he, they hired a... Um, and cleanliness is next to godliness, after uh, all. In beheadings, anyway. They made a design for a beheading machine and employed Tobias Schmidt, a German engineer and harpsichord maker... Nice. To construct the prototype. I wonder if he ever uh, had the old harpsichord guillotine combo. Yeah, yeah. he's a harpsichord teacher as well, and if you don't play well, the guillotine comes down. <laughs> I designed this myself, by the way. Yeah, I know uh, I know my old piano teacher. She did the old classic, like if I, uh, if my, my wrists were not in the right position, she would smack my knuckles with a Yeah, with a probably ruler. inspired by the little the top, just slamming the top down. Yeah, just stick a blade so on the times, edge of that yeah. thing. Hey, good idea. <laughs> Yeah. Or the harpsichord guillotine where you'd perform the execution and you have some somebody play accompanying music to it. A right. soundtrack to right. the execution mm-hmm. if you will. It's much more reliable than the uh, explosives in the uh the cartoon. Do 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 blink blink. That's wrong. So uh they eventually came up with a design that everybody was happy with and it was in fact everyone. In fact in fact Schmidt the the harpsichord maker himself was the one who suggested placing the blade at an oblique 45-degree angle instead of a curved blade in order to have the deadliest slicing action. Oh, science. The, the first execution by guillotine was performed on highwayman Nicolas Jacques Peltier, 
on April 25th, 1792. And he was so satisfied he endorsed it <laughs> yeah. to all of his highwaymen friends. If you're going to execute somebody, highwaymen, you can't execute a more romantic figure than a highwayman, surely. Uh, now, so other uh, executions around that time were mostly like what? Burning at the stake and... Yeah, burning at the stake, the breaking wheel... They, they would uh, sword uh, beheadings by sword or axe. Okay, sure, yeah, and yeah, yeah. All the different methods actually were were for different crimes as well mm. as the, the different classes of the people who were being convicted. So if you were actually of the aristocracy, yeah. your method of execution would be different than a peasant. Right. right. And so one of the big no gallows for you, no gallows for you. And one of the big things about the guillotine was that it was sort of the they eliminated all of the methods of execution. And everybody would be executed by the guillotine from this point forward. Uh, and it was an expression of equality amongst citizens. Right? Line like, them up. It didn't matter what class you were from or how much money you had or whatever. Off with your head. Yeah, it was, it was because most of them uh, were during the revolution, right? Like, the, according to this one, two, three, four, we got five beheaded people in the Asia regime. Um, and I think only one or two of them are from... Before the revolution, and then when you look at the list during the French Revolution, much well, much longer. The, these I mean, the these gui- are just famous people. Sorry, I mean we're... the French Revolution started in 1792, and the guillotine was invented in 1791. So right. it's no real mystery as to why they kind of cottoned to it. Mm-hmm. Well, as well as the uh, you know being able to do mass beheadings, like lining them up around the corner and just chop, chop, chop one after the other, which I is mean, the basis for the card card game guillotine, which is a lot of fun. It's the also- revolutionary card game where you win by getting ahead. And also the basis for uh, Slap Chop, the fruit beheader. <laughs> and uh, tuna salad. Tuna salad. You better, can make yes. tuna salad. You can chop that. almost anything with yeah. it. So between um, 1793 and July 1794, the death toll ranges anywhere from 16,000 to 40,000 wow. French people had their heads chopped off in, uh, in that very short mm-hmm amount of time. So if it was possible to chop somebody's head off and still have them survive, I'm sure with there 40, thousand, samples, yeah. with four, you got a pretty good sample size, right? Mm-hmm. No? Well, King Henry the eighth, uh, beheaded, it is said, uh, 72,000. Oh, wow. Oh yeah. But King Henry the eighth wasn't using a guillotine. No, yeah. but I'm just saying. Yeah. Okay. If you want, if you're looking for a larger sample, scientific sample of, uh, test but, cases, but over a much longer period of time, Sixteen to 40,000 in the space of like a year and a half. Sure, sure. You know, King Henry mm-hmm. VIII yeah. ruled for probably like 30 years or something. Uh, Yeah, in fact, he did. Yeah. Was yeah. I right with the amount of time? Uh, it, well, it's definitely more than a decade. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's like a more, I think it is 30-something years. So, you know, I mean, uh, when you're taking that, you're you're literally taking a 30 times, 20 to 30 times the amount of time and only chopping off twice the heads. But if we're, But if we're talking about accidental, you know, you're going to get a lot when you're using a guillotine, you're going to get chopped in the same spot. I guess that's like true. Like the problem with, with uh, Miracle Mike is that it was It was a botched, the mark. it was kind right. of a botched yeah. job. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So and, and probably and, a guy with an axe yeah. is going to have a much greater chance of creating a Miracle, yeah, what you, was the name of the guy who died? The Miracle <laughs> Highwayman. Yeah, uh, Jacques Peltier. <laughs> who would have to be fed with the Fed by Solid grain and suet syringe. <laughs> and you, yeah, all you need is that one guy to kind of look back over his shoulder as the axe is coming down. You never know what might happen. Start right? looking, start grabbing around with his hands around. Well, I think I think though <laughs> with those with those beheadings that they did with like swords and axes and whatnot, 
they sort of just there's lots of anecdotal stories about them being kind of botched right and people not dying right away and just uh you know it's hard to keep those mess. things sharp you yeah. would hit them and like not even get all the way through yeah well they, they talk about before the french revolution when uh, people would be beheaded through swords and axes they would actually the families of the person to be executed would uh, would bribe the uh, headsman the headsman to having an extra sharp blade mm-hmm. make yeah. sure that the cut was clean so you know i mean I, in in those cases from what i understand is they just kept chopping away until finally it was over and done right, right? Robert so, Devereux, second Earl of Essex, and Mary Queen of Scots required three strikes at their respective executions. Wow. Margaret Pole, eighth Count of, of Salisbury, required ten strokes before the fatal blow. Ten See, strokes. If they'd stopped at nine, she might have been the miracle, what was her name? Countess of Salisbury. The miracle of Countess of Salisbury. <laughs> miracle <laughs> Margaret Pole, yeah. Yeah. Miracle Margaret. You got the alliteration <laughs> right there. there. My mom actually uh, decapitated a rooster when she was quite young. Oh yeah, Her, she uh, live on a farm or something. Uh, sort of. She lived. She grew up in Newfoundland in a fairly small fishing village, and they had uh, roosters and chickens uh, mm-hmm. there. It wasn't an, an actual full blown farm, but they had them for, I guess, their own eggs and things like that. And she said, uh, and she had many brothers and sisters. Uh, I think eight or something ridiculous like that. Very large family. Her mother had kept complaining about the rooster crowing all the time, and said, "One of these days, I'm going to cut that rooster's head off." And the kids got in their head in their minds. Oh, well, she wants to, she hates the rooster. She wants to cut its head off, but she just hasn't done it yet. So they ran around the yard chasing it and finally caught it. And like one of them held it down and another one lifted up their axe and went and chopped the head off. And she said blood went everywhere and the kids jumped back. Ah, and the rooster's, rooster's body ran around the yard and kept bumping into the building, just spraying blood up the wall and... The kids were just freaked out and had no idea what to do. It took what, a few minutes to die. What is the quality of chickens that allows them to run around for a couple of minutes after their heads are removed? Like, what is it about them I have more no than idea. any other sort of animal? We that need gets an ornithologist here. Stat. I don't know. If, yeah. It could just be that they're uh, simpler. I mean, they're more related to dinosaurs, so maybe some of their autonomic functions are a little more spread out. I think I probably I the, the problem is we chop off a lot more heads of chickens than we chop off of other creatures. Of, like dogs or cats. Yeah. <laughs> so Would you think we chopped off the head of a dog would run around, like, you know, bumping into things for a couple minutes before it dies? Well, yes. being a, being, I think it might. Being a quadruped, it might actually lie in its side and move its legs, its I think, legs around. Yeah. I think this is a classic. Let's throw it out to the listeners. All Somebody right. out there in Caustic Soda Land, educate us. Yeah. Cut your uh, cat's head off and uh, tell us what happens. <laughs> That is not mind. what I am saying <laughs> I'm, at all. Yeah, I'm not saying that either, and I'm going to reiterate that. <laughs> Please don't get us in trouble. Don't that do that. It only hurts for a little while. That's what they tell me. That's what they say It only hurts For a little while Then on your heartache Will pass away It's so easy to be smart With somebody else's heart But I don't know how to start Forgetting you What can I do 
You guys remember the Canadian Greyhound bus incident? Uh, incident? How can I no. forget it? What? Not Seriously? No, nope, don't know about it. It's made international you don't know about news. The in June 2000. No, that's not right. I don't even have anything written here. June 2008. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. June 2008. Uh, that's about right. Was it? No, it was July 2008. Yeah. Oh seven thirty one. There you go. What do we know about it? Uh, I'm putting well, my piece of paper down because oh, it's got nothing on it. There was a uh, mentally deranged one. individual who uh, stabbed and then subsequently beheaded a 21-year-old passenger on a Greyhound bus traveling from Winnipeg to Toronto, I believe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, they'd only gotten a couple hours into the trip before uh, this. He went bonkers. He went bonkers and attacked this complete right. stranger in the Just seat Just the guy next sitting next to him, yeah. Yeah. Stabbed him like 50 times. Yeah, and then everybody ran off the bus, and they called the police, and the police didn't show up for a long, long time, and the bus driver just like locked the doors, and they all stood on the side of the road and watched as he beheaded this poor fella. Yeah, and then didn't, he like, didn't he like display it against the... Yeah, he, like he was it like carrying and... it around and waving it at people and stuff like this. And actually, uh, the reason that this is in the news is because just a couple of months ago, he was, uh, he was determined unfit to stand trial because of his uh, mental derangement. He uh, he thought that he was he was paranoid delusions for all intents and purposes, from what I understand. But apparently, he also correctly. he also had like when he came off the bus, he had like the police found parts of the guy's body in his pockets. And- yeah, and they think he may have eaten some of him too. Wow, may have eaten some parts. So he it, was mentally disturbed. Yeah, very grievously disturbed. I mean, you know the part that it's really... It's not like this was a vengeance killing or anything. You know what this lesson is. You know what we've just learned. Don't take the Greyhound. Don't I learned that a long time Don't take the Greyhound. That's right. <laughs> the old bone shaker. Uh, yeah, you know, but... You <laughs> the think roach it, coach. Yeah, you think about it. I mean, how many times have you been on a bus and you've been sitting next to some guy who you Usually thought Usually they're just breathing or, heavier. Yeah, or... Talking like on their phone too loud. Bad B.O. or whatever. Whatever it was, and, you know, you almost snapped and stabbed him to death and beheaded him. I mean, it could have been you, right? Usually it's more alcohol breath than B.O. and <laughs> my rides <laughs> from Vancouver to Chilliwack. Ah, uh, yes. The boozy breath. 
That's the only thing that can make that ride seem palatable. Well, you can't you can't drink if you drive a car. So if you want to get somewhere, you got to take the bus drunk. Yeah, those are actually responsible drunky poos. Oh yeah, you should be happy about that, Torn. They're yeah. keeping the roads safe. I'm gonna bring a pocket of medals next time. <laughs> <laughs> Here you go, sir. So how many people were on this bus that just uh, kind of watched this 30, happen and then got off the bus and did nothing? 20, a, a, a lot, a lot of people. But I mean, this guy was like waving a big knife and stabbing a guy. I mean, I'm not 100 percent sure that I would have jumped into the fray either under those circumstances. Are you expecting someone to come to his rescue? Yeah, I don't know. Like. All it's going to take is two guys to take one guy out. You'll take a few slashes, but really. I don't know. I don't know. It, it, you know, you got the narrow aisle. You can't really get on him more than one at a time. And So does he. Yeah, but, know. you know, you could be the next one stabbed in the head and killed, right? You know I mean? I was going to, but unfortunately I forgot to wear my superhero costume underneath <laughs> my regular everyday clothes. Yeah. All right, cowards. And then there's Atlanta. There was a guy who was being chased by uh, police officers, and he uh, climbed over the interstate railing and fell about 35 feet and was decapitated on a wrought iron fence. Basically, and we have photos that we will put up on com, which I do not recommend you look at. All right. <laughs> they so, are graphic, so, to say the least. So I'm going to look at this right now. This is going to be the very first time. For the very first time. Jojo. Oh, that does not look real, and it looks bad. Yeah, there's a wider photo. Uh, go um, uh, click on that one right down. That one right there. Yeah. There's the whole thing. Oh, look at that. Yeah. That is. One. That is not. That is gnarly. It 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 really doesn't look real. It's funny How when you, you got things that like, are so intense that you think it's it's got to be phonied up. Clearly, he fell onto the fence. On his head, yeah, and like, the and his head stayed, and the rest of the body just kept falling. I don't yeah. understand how your neck can be that weak. Like, it seems well, I, it was I a guess thirty-five is, foot fall. Like it was almost four stories, right. right? So you know, I mean, you can get some pretty hefty momentum, and then yeah, you, you know, obviously the spike hit him like kind of the base of the neck. Plus, he had all those ball bearings in his pocket. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> carrying the stones that he's the rocks that he stole from the rock store. And, you know, the full weight of his body, falling 40 feet, just yanked wow. the head right off his shoulders. It's just wrong. It, it Yeah, it looks like something you'd just see in a movie. Yeah. You'd be like, oh, look at that yeah, rubber Yeah, the guy's head. been green screened. They There's... put him in a green screen suit. Well, and... you think that what they've done is they've, they've dug a hole right here. Yeah. And the actor's lying there with his hole, yeah. with his head back in the hole covering it up. It does. And they've got a rubber head mask up top. Certainly does not appear real, but... Um, Snopes confirms. Snopes confirms that it is, in fact... These are crime scene photos that we're looking at. And oh. the story says the decapitation shocked people who worked in the neighborhood. Really? That, that, that. Gary White, an income tax preparer, <laughs> came out of his office when he heard the commotion. The quote from him is, it's surreal. Should we go to movies? Sure. Pop culture. Yeah. The heck? There's a lot. Let's lighten the load a little bit. Let's Thank talk about you. fake decapitations. All right. Num- yeah, nice. Number one comes comes to mind. I mean, we've got it right at the top of the list. Highlander, there, of course. There should have been only one. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we talked at length uh, during the, In swords the Swords episode. episode. Mm-hmm. So if you want to hear us, uh, our take on Highlander, please feel free to go back and listen to Swords again. Mm-hmm. Ooh, is this, maybe this is the right time for Lesser of Two Evils. <laughs> Guillotine or fence? Oh, please. No, there's no question. Uh, fence, because you get that cool free fall <laughs> feeling right before it does it to you. What about instead of guillotine, 
clumsy headsman. Oh, okay. That's botched, botched beheading. That's botched a better axe one. beheading. Just, yeah, just, possibly you know, three, possibly three strokes up, up beheading, or three to, th- between three and ten strokes yeah. beheading. Oh, that's no contest. It's the it's the fence. I mean, I was leaning towards the fence over the guillotine to begin with. <laughs> Whereas I'm just leaning on the fence. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. What do you? How do you guys feel? Let me see. I mean, I feel like the fence is going to be instantaneous. Like his body didn't dangle. He didn't like slow tearing. He yeah. hit it and it was over. Boom, done. Yeah, and that poker went right through his brain. Yeah. So, like, even if, say, you know, his body was all flailing and stuff, like, there was no thought. Yeah. And uh, nothing for the pain to reach. Yeah, right. I got to go with it. That, if we're doing it that way, then, yeah. Okay, well, let's, make, go it, for the let's make it a little harder. Fence okay. or guillotine? Then I would go with guillotine, I think. Yeah? yeah? What, about mm-hmm. the, what, about, what about this? Maybe you're alive for 15 seconds after the guillotine because it's such a clean cut. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Yeah, you're yeah. gonna roll the dice because I, I guarantee you, I'm gonna think not... it would. I'm gonna think it'd be less painful, although know. probably for a shorter period of time. Hmm. I'm going with fence because you get the cool free fall right before, and so it's kind of like skydiving, hmm. right? You know, very <laughs> yeah. short skydive. You, you can do, as we know, you can we, do that much. Quite so. an aficionado. The wrought iron fence goes through your brain, so there's that instant brain death, right? Yeah, and then uh, and then you know, there's no waiting around. Your uh, it yanks your head right off your shoulders instantaneously. I I think the fence is far and away. Although you can kind of see maybe the, you jump and then you can't change your trajectory and you're like, oh, I'm not going to clear that fence. Oh, yeah. crap. You'll have that moment. Yeah. That would but be... that, that oh, crap moment's a lot longer with the guillotine anyway. All right, <laughs> yes, now put your head true. down here. Uh-huh. <laughs> all right, we're going to put the, the, the block over top and your yeah, hands are all cuffed in. Yeah. All right, you ready? And we're going to execute you for this reason and that reason and hear ye, hear ye, and you're like this line there going, what the Get fuck? on with it already. Ah, yeah. Just hoping. Last minute reprieve. Last minute reprieve. Well, on the I'll one hand, torn. for me, uh, if I'm jumping off uh, the interstate and landing on a fence, uh, my face will be in the papers and I get to horrify my family. Yeah. Oh, yeah, positive. There's a, there's then, a bonus. But then on the other hand, if it's... Uh, an executioner, uh, that that'd be good if I can do the scientific study, you know, and and try to try to blink a, a SOS or something. Yeah, exactly. What do you? Which, could... as we now know, is three long, three short, and three long. Blink, 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 blink. Oh, blink, yeah, blink, blink. yeah. It's three short. You said three long, three short, three long. It's three short, oh. three long, three short. Short, long, short. Cam okay, blinking some longs and some shorts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you'd like you'd get somebody, some observer to stand yeah. by, and you'd be yeah. like, "Okay, dude, if I'm alive, I'm gonna blink. I'm not just gonna look at you. I'm not just gonna look at my body. I'm not just gonna twitch. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna blink. Sp- I'm gonna spell out SOS. I'm gonna go OSO. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like no, he wasn't alive. Yeah, it's it was, not working. It was. He was. He did three long, three short, three long. That's not SOS at all. That's my answer. I like that. I like that yeah, answer. I hope answers. I hope you do get beheaded by the guillotine. <laughs> For science. For science. That would be a very special episode of Caustic Soda. Yeah. Yeah. Here's here's to you, Torn, getting beheaded by guillotine. Cling. <laughs> Although I don't think the guillotine is actually in active use anywhere in the world anymore. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. The Penitent oh, Man will pass. The Penitent oh, Man will yeah. pass. Oh, yeah. That's right. The Neil. Oh, Henson. right. Neil. Yeah. 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 I always thought he was saying the Pelican Man will pass. <laughs> Where's the Pelican? <laughs> his mouth's full of fish eat a fish yeah. predator 2 throw me the, the drug lord okay the jamaican drug lord 
right after he has this conversation with uh, Danny Glover, mm-hmm. which was ridiculous. <laughs> what, Danny Glover or the conversation? The con- well, the whole meeting. The whole movie's ridiculous. It's true. Yeah. So anyway, then Danny Glover leaves, and the Predator comes down, and uh, the Jamaican drug lord pulls his sword out of his cane, and uh, and then the next scene is you just see his head, his face, right up against the camera. Ah! And then the Predator is walking away with it in his hand. Oh, uh, yeah, there you go. I remember, remember that now. Remember right, that? yep. That vague recollection coming back to me. I, I mentioned it earlier on in the episode, but the miniseries Shogun, which was such a sensation in the 80s that mm-hmm. was based on the James Clavel novel. I remember the thing that had been such a sensation was when they executed that one guy, chopped his head off with a samurai sword, and sort of rolled down the steps, and it was like really graphic violence for television at the time. Right? Mm-hmm. Even though they didn't show the actual blow, right? You know, you cut to that angle away from it, you just see the head rolling Don't. away. Damn it. Making that sound. Yeah, that's exactly the sound it made in the kung 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 kung. And then, of course, uh, pretty much every zombie movie, because yeah. to kill a zombie, you can separate yeah. its head. That's from a good name head. for a movie, there, right? To kill a zombie, <laughs> starring Gregory Peck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> to kill a zombie. Do you do a Gregory Peck? Do a Gregory Peck impression? I don't do Gregory Peck. I don't remember. <sighs> I can't even remember what he sounds like. Yeah, exactly. That would be an awesome, awesome. Oh, you can do Jimmy Stewart, though, right? Uh, kind of, not really. <laughs> they all sort of like uh, Gregory Peck and Jimmy Stewart. Well, we got to get away from these zombies. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You know, one of my favorite film decapitations is from Princess Mononoke. I never saw it. Oh, it's really good. I know. I, I'm, I'm trying to remember. To oh, is that on the on one where, where the decapitation happens, but then it gets all... Uh... No. No? One, the one I'm thinking of is he's got he's been infected with the wormy things. Right. And he's actually got his bow and arrow. And he pulls out his bow and arrow and starts firing at these uh, samurai who are chasing him on a horse. Yeah. Hits them in the head, and their heads go boop. Yeah. That's Wait, right. he hits him with an arrow and the head pops yeah, off? Yeah, because it's magic. Cause, cause magic he's, because he's magic become a bow mag- He's got the magical power. Because he's become so strong that the arrow hits so hard that it hits their heads and pulls their heads right oh. off. Much like the guy who got decapitated by the wrought iron fence. Well, you know, unfortunately, that doesn't feel like something that could actually happen. That's why I liked it so much. Oh, yeah. yeah. I wasn't expecting that. Because it was sort of like a fairy tale. I was like, oh, the guy's going to get shot in the, in the chest with the thing, but then yeah. he gets hit in the neck and their heads pop off. Yeah, a little fairy tale yeah. uh, decapitating. Now, wasn't there another decapitation of that, like of one of the magical creatures, but then like... Oh, yeah, because healing yeah, they came take out his, or something. They take his head and put it in a bag, the the spirit of the forest. Or right. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I can't a, comment on that. Trap so and then never saw the movie. That's, yeah, it's, it's quite good. I, decapitation. I wanted to see it. It was on my list, but as uh, you all know, I'll I... I'll lend you the DVD. Yeah. I don't really, I don't, if it's not in theaters, I don't usually watch it. What's wrong with you? Conan, the Barbarian. I've seen that a lot of times. Mm. Spoiler alert. Do you want to live forever? Conan yeah, gets Thulsa beheaded? Doom. No. <laughs> Thulsa Doom. Spoiler alert. Conan beheaded. Uh, no, we uh, he kills the, the snake king, right? Thulsa yeah. Doom. Yeah. yeah. And then and it makes that sound. That's right. Because he throws it off the top of the temple down the ziggurat-like <laughs> stairs. Was there a beheading in Apocalypse Now? Uh, there was a beheading of a cow. Yeah, they sacrificed that they cow. They sacrificed that cow and they chopped its head off and that took several strokes. Yeah. yeah. It was really gruesome. And it was, you know, it's uh, it's obviously not staged. That was not a movie cow. No way, shape, or form. Yeah, do they, they, I bet you they don't have the uh, little disclaimer at the end. Yeah, no animals no were animals harmed were in harmed. the creation of this movie. Definitely not. Mm. No, I think they, they heard... 
they basically the story goes that they heard that these villagers were going to be doing this this traditional uh, ceremony. Okay, and they just showed up with cameras, like let's get it right. Because it's kind of standalone, like it's they cut away to it when okay. you know at the sort of the crescendo. There's no the actors movie. or anything in it. No, oh, no none see. of the actors are in it. It's just like local tribesmen um, chopping this cow into pieces while it's still alive. Uh, seven. Who remembers? I, I remember Gwyneth Paltrow's head in a box. <laughs> Spoiler, Spoiler alert. <laughs> You know, we got to get better at the spoiler alert thing because we're supposed to say it before we give away the plot point, aren't we? It, listen, if you haven't seen Seven by now, yeah, are you, you going to watch what, Seven? What's the statutory, uh, what's the, the, the um, statute <laughs> of limitations? My once it becomes uh, on DVD, all bets are off. Okay, I, I, would say DV- of theaters, that's I would say DVD for six months. You got to give people time to get the DVD, yeah. but DVD right. for six months. So yeah, that movie came out in like '99. Oh so, yeah, uh, we've definitely passed the statute of limitations. But great, that. great movie, just so oh. well done. David Fincher, isn't it? Yep, yeah. absolutely. One of those handful of movies that is excellent, but I have a hard time recommending it to anybody because it's so that? brutal. Certainly, the guy who wrote that movie, Twisted Mind. I wonder if you ever, hey, can we look up and see if you ever wrote anything else. Yeah, oh there yeah, go. there we go. Sleepy Hollow, another beheading movie. Also written by that guy. That's, that's same, what we just said, yeah. What's this, his name? Uh, Andrew Kevin Walker. The same guy who wrote Seven wrote the screen story for uh, Sleepy, Wa- Sleepy Hollow, the 1999. Sleepy Walker. Sleepy Walker. Also known yeah. as Sam Lastimist. <laughs> <laughs> uh The Tim Burton movie. Uh, of course, the Headless Horseman, who's beheading everybody in the whole movie. Yeah. And it's How himself. How could we forget that? Himself beheaded. We didn't. Andrew Kevin Walker reminded us. Thank goodness. Yeah. Thanks for coming through, buddy. Bless we know you're you, listening. And then, Alien. Who got beheaded uh, in, in Alien? The droid bot. Oh, oh yeah, and they plug it in again and, and interrogate it. Played by the fantastic Bilbo Ian Baggins. Ian Holm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My precious. I'm a huge Ian Holm fan. Yeah, huge. absolutely. You know, that model was always a little twitchy. With a new behavioral inhibitors, it just can't happen anymore. I hear there's a beheading in Piranha 3D. Uh, no, have anybody seen it yet? No. No. We should Tonight? go see it. We Let's should go, go see, it. see it. Tonight. 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 